Jets podcast. This is the first time I think I've ever had one of our American brothers on my show. So it gives me great, great thrill to welcome. You've known him on on, um, Jets Twitter. You've seen him on podcasts. It's my very good friend from across the pond, Michael Palace. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh my God, it's my pleasure. It's my absolute pleasure. um, Let's get into the thick of this because there's breaking news as we're um, as we're talking now. It's just dropped. We've just had a couple of schedules drop. But uh, before we get into that, let's get back into um, the draft. It, it's been um, a couple of weeks now since the draft um, picks have all dropped. And um, what are your thoughts on the draft? And we'll, we'll go through our, our seven draft picks. So what are your thoughts overall on the um, 2023 draft? Uh, well, let's let my initial thoughts on Thursday was Will McDonald, uh-huh. and then and then I and then I started reading up. I'm like, okay, this makes sense because the tackles weren't available, and even though even though Jackson Smith and Jigba was available, and I probably would have gone with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Uh, Will McDonald makes a lot of sense with his defense. Especially if you're not just looking at Will McDonald for 2023. A lot of fans are looking at, oh, you got to just worry about 2023. And no, you don't. Because Bryce Huff only has one year year left. Carl Lawson only has one year left. And that leaves a hole in that spot. So the draft isn't just about this year so yeah will mcdonald made a lot of sense yeah i'm absolutely with you on that one i, I, I couldn't agree more and like yourself and i think i think most i think it's fair to say most jets fans jackson smith nidgeba he was on the board and we were going we got on wide receiver we're going to be reuniting him with garrett wilson we are going to be solid at wide receiver for years to come Either, I would have been happy with that pick as well. And that pick does make sense as well. But getting back, you're absolutely spot on. It isn't just about this year. And edge rushers, we know that edge rushers, they're a premium position in the NFL. And if Will McDonald turns out to be as good as we we believe he can be, especially playing this wide nine, um, we're going to be set at edge for a good long time as well. I'm really hoping that they do extend uh, Bryce Staff as well, because I think that that's going to be amazing. We've also, we've got, don't forget, we've got Jermaine Johnson on the other side as well. So, edge rushers, we're looking pretty solid. We're pr- looking pretty solid. But um, that was pick 15 in round one. We then went to the other side of the ball in round two, and we picked up potentially, hopefully, 
our next centre for years to come in Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin. He was pick 43. What are your thoughts on Joe Tipman? Um, I think he will be starting at centre week one. I think Joe Tipman is the perfect centre for this offense. I don't think you could have gone wrong with either Tipman or Schmitz, but Tipman is is the right selection for the Jets offense. Uh, Carter and and uh, the other the next two picks also on the offensive side. So mm-hmm. um, the Jets seem to be have their eye on a combination of the present and the future. Yes. With the draft, as they should. And they also locked up the free agents as well. Uh, That seems to me, I I know we were supposed to be talking about the draft, but it seems to me that Aaron Rodgers might be here past next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but there's no guarantee on even past this year, but... It, that is, I think, and it, you're absolutely right. I think most people are getting that feeling now. And I think for looking at Aaron Rodgers, his body language, what he's saying, how he's reacting, hasn't put a foot wrong and it looks good. And if we have a good season and God forbid we don't go to the Super Bowl, I'm fairly confident that um, Rogers is, is going to come back for at least one more season, which would be amazing. And getting back to the point you made about this draft, it is, it, it's a mix of help now and help next year onwards. And you're, you're absolutely right. And looking at the, um, the draft picks we've got, their depth, a lot of the players, I think you can safely say they're depth pieces for the moment. Getting back to Joe Tipman, I was probably in the same boat as you. I think you were on the Schmitz um, bandwagon as well. I, w- I was hoping to, to have got Schmitz. We didn't get Schmitz, we got Tipman. But then um, diving into his um, tape, he gets to the second level a lot better. He's a lot more athletic than Schmitz is he's a lot more powerful he can move people so if joe titman does pan out at center and i hear what you're saying you're going game one titman i think that quite possibly um mcgovern from in my opinion i think mcgovern might possibly start game one game two but i think early doors i think joe titman will come in but um i'll be happy either way uh mcgovern is a top 10 center so that's a really good thing as well. You've got the top 10 centre with a rookie. So, Tipman is in good hands with McGovern as well. So, but getting on to the next pick, the round uh, four pick, because we didn't have a three because we gave that up. Um, getting back to the draft, at pick 120, we selected out of Pittsburgh, Carter Warren, who I think you'll probably... You have to probably say he's not going to be starting this year. It would be an absolute surprise if he did end up starting because he's had to knock out uh, well-established players. Then pre- so, uh, be prepared to be surprised then. Oh, really? You think? <laughs> yes, because I think I think it's going to be... The bookend tackles are going to be Becton and Warren. 
Oh, very interesting. With Beckton being the left tackle and Brown being the backup. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would advocate that. Um, I'm not really into this business about, oh, well, he's 11 million. You can't put an 11 million pound player on the bench. Well, if, if this is going to be, if it's going to be a genuine competition, which is Salah has challenged Beckton after he put that tweet on, I am a left tackle. If this is a genuine competition, I fully expect, and it sounds like you're in the same camp, that Beckton will beat out Dwayne Brown. He's younger, he should be fitter, he's certainly leaner, and he's certainly got a chip on his shoulder and wants to win this job. That said, Dwayne Brown is an all-pro, and he's going to give it his all as well, and now he's not playing with an injury. So it will be a really good camp battle. I would love to see that. I would absolutely love to see that. Do you see Carter Warren as more of a right tackle than a left tackle? Um, I think he could. I'm not a hundred percent sure if he can play right tackle at this point, uh, because he never played right tackle. Mm -hmm. But I think they're going to end up trying as many people as they can at right tackle, and Carter Warren's going to end up being the right the starter at right tackle, with Mitchell yeah. being the swing tackle. I'm quite sitting in Mitchell as well. It's really odd, isn't it? Because usually teams have a problem filling that left that left tackle spot. And now all of a sudden we've got quite a few people that can play left tackle, some a lot better than others. But And we seem to have a shortage of right tackles on the on the team at the moment, which is odd. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's a shortage of right Not tackles. Not a shortage, but... can play right tackle and Mitchell can play right tackle. Yeah. So... I would say that the Jets are in a good place right now on their offensive line on the edge. But yeah. in the middle, they're a little weak on the bench. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, and that possibly might get addressed in waivers. Who knows? Which brings us on to another Pittsburgh player at the same university, back-to-back -back picks out of the University of Pitt. We picked up a little firecracker in Israel Abandikanda. He is a running back and he is super explosive. He is a patient runner, waits for blocks to develop, and then he's a one-cut guy, bam, hits the hole, gone. Um, I'm loath to say he reminds me a little bit of uh, Bilal Powell in his running style. What do you see? What do you see in Israel Abandikanda? Um, I think he's going to end up being the second guy on the depth chart, but not at the beginning. I think it's going to be, he's going to be your third back, your, your, your home run hitting back. Brees Hall is going to be your starter, your, your go-to bell cow. And then Michael Carter will be the second guy, but Abanacanda will eventually overtake Carter. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. And um, I've got it, it. I have this feeling when Michael Carter came in, he exploded onto the scene as a rookie. Then we had that Bam Knight come in. He exploded onto the scene as a rookie. I think Izzy is going to do exactly the same thing. I think he's going to explode into the scene. 
and it's funny because the other two and I absolutely agree with you um, we need to find something that we disagree on before long otherwise it's going to get boring but um, I absolutely agree with you I think um, Izzy's going to come in he's going to hit the ground running not not straight away and I think as you say he'll pick pick it up game two three maybe game four and he'll he'll make his mark but um it's going to be interesting because we're not actually sure whether Brees Hall is going to be ready game one. I believe he will be ready game one, which means the other three backs on the team, I don't think Die will be uh, on the 53-man roster. I think he'll go to the practice squad, uh, who we picked up in free agency, the undrafted free agent. But um, I, I can see them operating this running back by committee quite effectively and it's going to be interesting to see what Hackett does because he's done this before we've had two running backs on the field three running backs on the field at the same time in motion splitting out wide in trips or in in, uh, twins we've seen we've seen this from Hackett before so now we've got Aaron Rodgers under centre as well so good luck Jets opponents trying to figure out what's going to happen because we've got backs that can catch out the backfield however I don't think Izzy is a catcher, is he? I think he's just more of a, a running back than um, a, a pass catching receipt, a pass catching running back. So that's going to be interesting. So we then go to round six, uh, pick 184, where we picked up a linebacker in Zaire Barnes, and he came out of uh, West Michigan. I don't know too much about Zaire Barnes. This is starting to get to the back end of the draft where a lot of prospects that, that I looked at initially have already gone. So this is like the back end. How much of Zaire Barnes do you know? Uh, not really much, but I believe him and uh, Bernard Converse are going to end up being special teams guys this year uh, and depth pieces because... The way the Jets run their defense is they rotate a lot up front. Mm-hmm. But they want their linebackers, safeties, and corners to be on the field as much as possible so they get used to the rhythm and the flow of the game, and they also get used to tendencies of the quarterback and the offense. So you're not going to see a lot of rotation in those spots without barring injury. So... I got and Mosley's gonna start, and so is um, the other. Uh, Quincy Williams is gonna start. They don't usually run a lot of three linebacker sets. They run a lot of nickel. Mm-hmm, Those mm-hmm. are gonna be their two linebackers. And bringing that in, talking about that as well. Sorry to interrupt you. You're absolutely right. In this uh, nickel package that we bring, we've also got Chuck Clark. Uh, safety from the Ravens, who also can play um, nickel linebacker and has done in the past as well. So I wouldn't discount him lining up at linebacker on, on some occasions either. I think Chuck Clark is going to end up being the center fielder. It's going to be either him or Tony Adams. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see what happens with um, I, the, I like the other safety position, but I like Chuck Clark because he's also a play caller as well. He's uh, he's a, he's a mic'd up um, player. So you've got Mosley, play caller. You've got Chuck Clark, play caller. I'm sure they'll work happily in tandem. Um, you mentioned there Jarek Bernard Converse. Uh, whether or not he stays at corner or they try and convert him into safety, I'm not too sure. 
but we've also got Tony. I'm absolutely certain that Tony Adams is going to be the free safety for us. I'm never been more certain. I loved. I'm an ex free safety myself. I loved what I saw from um, Tony Adams last year. He flashed the back end of last year when things weren't looking good. We were playing awful, but there were some a few individual um, moments. But Tony Adams, I thought, yeah, I think this guy is gonna he's gonna uh, make a good free safety. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I don't really know too much about um, Jarek uh, Bernard Converse or JBC, as we're going to call him. JBC, out of, out of the LSU, <laughs> no less. So we've done well with players out of uh, Louisiana State. So if he can replicate anywhere close to Jamal Adams, which I think was our last uh, player that we took out of uh, LSU. Hello? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't think we've had any other players out of uh, LSU since uh, Jamal Adams. No, no. So it's going to be interesting. We, they're good players. And last but not least, uh, wow, wow, I'm still scratching my head how Zach Kuntz, round seven, pick 220, managed to slip all the way down to round seven, 220. He well, he, he, he's, he's very, very raw in terms of route running and catching and his hands. So the Jets are going to end up putting him on the practice squad. Which scares me a little bit because I think if he does go on the practice squad, I have a feeling that um, he might get snatched off the practice squad. So I'm a little bit... He should be on the practice squad, but I, th I think with this... I've never even heard of this before, this this rascal thing. Um that is all of a sudden has been talked about is now the best thing since sliced bread. I'd, I'd never heard, have you, had you heard of it before, the rascals? No. No, <laughs> I've never heard of it. But the funny thing is, with, with this rask score, is all these players that we've taken in this draft, they all score really, really highly. Oh, the rask score, yes, yes. It's the random athletic something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's... It's just ju it's it's a score based on uh, the athletic traits from the combine. That's it. So anyone in this, this didn't know that that's what it's about. So it's athletic, basic athletic ability. And apparently, if I'm remembering this right, apparently Zach Kunz is the top. He got a ten out of ten. He got a ten out of ten. It's never been done before. So no, it's been done by four other tight ends. Thank you, pardon. Yeah. And he's in good company, I believe, without uh, naming them because I can't because I've forgotten. <laughs> but he's. Um... I know one of them. I know one of them was, um, was recent. But the other one was the guy that Jets drafted. That went to that. That's uh, coaching in the XFL right now. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, not Dustin Keller. No, before before Keller. I can't remember. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there, there was four tight ends. None of them really did well in the NFL. They were okay. But, uh, we'll, but this... we'll see. I, I think, I think uh, he might make it through 2023 on the Jets practice squad. But uh, I'm not sure about 2024. Because I think it's going to come. And, uh, the thing is, with the Jets, they're going to need a tight end next year because mm -hmm. 
of the contract situation with Uzama and Conklin. Yeah. Yeah. And and I have to say they're both in the final year of their contract. They are, and I have to say that there were so many times last season that Conklin had me having my face in my hands last year. The drops at critical times were just insane. It drove me mad. Uh, he, he has periods of his hands of stone. He just can't catch. But, uh, the, my worry is, again, as I said, if he goes onto the practice squad, somebody picks him up. You've then got um, Yaboa as well. So I think, I think in actual fact, I can't, I'm trying to think who the fifth one was. I believe we've got five tight ends on roster at the moment. Um, yeah, Conklin, Uzama, Kun, uh, and Yaboa. Yaboa and, and uh, Jeremy Rucker. Jeremy Rucker, that's the guy. We drafted last year. We did see enough of him. I'd love to see a little bit more of Rucker. I hope in pre-season they give him a chance to have a good good shout, which I'm sure he will do. And I hope he kills it because it, I, 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 is there a chance on the 53-man roster that we see four tight ends on roster? No. You don't think? No. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the reason why. The only I'm... way that happens is if they if they feel short on wide receivers and they have to bring a fourth tight end. Right. The reason I'm asking. The reason why I'm asking this, and, and you touched on this earlier on with um, Zaire Barnes and Jarek Bernard Converse. You touched on this, mentioning special teams, because we've got players that are on the offense, wide receivers that do not play special teams. Uh, so. We, I think the special team is a little bit light on our roster. So that's why I'm wondering whether or not we will end up carrying four tight ends. We'll definitely carry three, as, as we did last year. Um, the other thing is as well, we're carrying, and, and in my mind, it's a wasted roster spot if this happens. We've still got a fullback on roster in Nick Forden, who, who uh, re-signed. I, he's one-dimensional, and he's, to be, in my opinion... He's very average. I wouldn't keep Nick Borden on roster. I would prefer to have um, a tight end if we're going to use... Jeremy Ruckett has played um, fullback on occasion as well. So I, I would put uh, Ruckett over uh, Nick Borden. What do you think? Um, I, wa- I wanted them to draft a fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. And they didn't sign one in undrafted free agency. Um, I don't think they're going to carry Nick Bowden either. Although he got hurt in camp last year. Yeah. So I don't know if they would have carried him last year if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. So there's no, there's no indication on the history of the fullback position with this coaching staff for me. And they need a fullback. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a fan of fullbacks. I like fullbacks, but uh, they're, they're um, a throwback player. I think they're <laughs> they're a, they're a big, strong dudes. And when you get a good fullback that can carry the ball as well, I'm hoping one day soon that we see um, the run game that becomes dominant. Running backs start getting paid again, and the passing game isn't the dominant force that it is at the moment. Because I'm more of a, a more of a run blood and guts kind of a guy myself but um that's interesting so 
I've got to talk about this because this has just just dropped. So, in the last fifteen minutes, we have got the news that it's the Buffalo Bills on the opening day. Yeah. And it is. Am I right in saying it's a Monday night game, isn't it? It's Monday. Yeah. Wow. So. So the Giants are playing Sunday night and the Jets are playing Monday night. And if you're in the UK listening to this, as Michael said just before we went on air, it's 1.30 a.m. <laughs> so, guys, Monday, <laughs> Monday night at 1.30 a.m. Well, well, for you, it's Tuesday morning. That's right. So don't do what I normally do and book the Monday off and then realize that you actually needed the Tuesday off. <laughs> so you need to book Tuesday off because you're staying up Monday night. Um, being an old guy, um, I don't think I can. I don't think I could probably stay up and watch it. I would try and watch it, and it doesn't matter how exciting it gets. I will still end up nodding off because I'm getting of that age now. So we'll probably take Tuesday off and watch it as live the next morning with tea instead of beer. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not a big fan of these late games. I, I'm not sure how how these are uh, taken over in the states. Do you like the late games? Well, they're over before midnight usually, so... <laughs> Yikes. Even still, even so, an 8 o'clock kickoff, you're talking, yeah, sometimes they can go on a little bit after midnight over in the States, I know, and you've got to get to work the next day. Well, Monday night football, Monday night football when I was a kid was 9.15, so it's earlier than it used to be, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> a whole 45 minutes back in bed early. So that's what, that's the breaking news that we've just had is Monday Night Football, ESPN, 7, 7th, 11th of September, 2023. We all thought and I still think that it should have been the Giants. It makes so much sense. It's the anniversary of um, September 11th. It should have been the Giants. It's not the Giants, but there we go. Well, I think the reason why the league did it that way is so the Giants could have a home game and the Jets could have a home game and the stadium okay. could be used twice for the weekend yeah this is true this is true but uh, i i think i think it would have been better for the jets to play the giants for 9-11 but i understand why the jets why the the league chose this this direction and at least it's the bills at least it's the bills do you know what they're gonna be it's gonna be in my opinion it's going to be either the Bills or Jets that win that division. Here's hoping that it's the Jets. So if we've got to play the Bills early early on, let's get them when we're at our strongest. They'll be at their strongest as well. I get that. But we'll be at home, beginning of the season. Bang! Let's punch them in the mouth and then let get them to play back up. So I'm, I'm, I'm really... It wasn't my first choice, but I'll take it. I'll take it. You want a home game? And you want to start the season one and zero, and what a better chance to do it than punch your division rival in the mouth? Boom! As Mike Tyson said, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. There you go, Buffalo. <laughs> Which brings us on to earlier. Um, I think it got released yesterday. There's another one. It's the first time ever. It's a Black Friday football game, which is going to be November 24th at 3 p.m. That's Eastern time. So that is going to be 8 o'clock. That's uh, not bad for you. That's not bad. 
that's not bad. I think I might be able to take that one. I think I might be able to do that one. And and it, and the next day is Saturday. The next day Saturday. The thing is as well, um, there's a few of us guys over this side of the pond. We're hoping to meet up, and with a couple of Dolphins fans as well. So we're going to try and have some kind of tailgatey watch party type thing. So. I'm hopefully going to organise something along those lines soon. So if anyone listening to this in the UK, you want to come along and uh, enjoy some food and some music and some football and some beer, get in touch. What is Black Friday to you guys in the UK? Because for us, it's the shopping day for Christmas. It's the first shopping day for Christmas. It pretty much is, yeah. It's Black Friday where they supposedly mark down items and all the rest of it. They don't. They just jack the prices up the week before and then reduce them. You think you're getting a bargain and it's not a really bargain. But yeah, pretty much it's the start of people have got one. I know you guys don't have you don't you don't do you don't have Thanksgiving Day that day. Well, it's funny. The day before. I think most people the term it's really interesting point you bring up. Because I actually sell it, I know I probably shouldn't, but <laughs> any chance to eat turkey and drink a few beers, I'm there. And obviously with the football, it all ties in with the Thanksgiving games and all the rest of it. But I think and I think most people in this country that are into um, American sports, particularly football, I think most people, they do, they'll make some kind of effort to celebrate things. I know I, I've done for years. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing to to, to to celebrate as well. So I do. So if if you don't and you're not done it, try it this year. Go out, buy a turkey and all the trimmings. Have some beer. Watch football. That's what it's all about. Get some friends, family around. It's F- a good food. Uh, f- football, food, and family in that order. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. So. It's, it's, it's funny though, isn't it? It's the first time they've ever done this. It makes you wonder why. And if you will, um, the game is actually on Amazon Prime. Who knew it? I don't know why they haven't done it, but it could have been that on Black Friday, early on, earlier, there were high school football games and college football games going on. This is true. This is true. Friday Night Lights. But there's uh, in 1961, uh, the NFL went to court because the television rights fees were considered against the antitrust laws in the United States, and the and the and Congress just, uh, made a law stating that base MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL were the pooling of television national television rights fees would be exempt from antitrust. But for the NFL, from the second week from the second Friday in September through the second Saturday in December, starting at 6 p.m. on Friday, the NFL is not allowed to broadcast games that that emanate from a stadium that is within 75 miles of a college or high school football game. All right. I didn't know that. Now that's worth knowing. I didn't know that. The Sports Broadcasting Act of 1961. 
Jesus, that is. <laughs> you've just. But that's that's why that's why the NFL doesn't have those Saturday games until December. Right. That's really because in the early days of the NFL, they played whatever day they felt like it. It's so that is honestly that's blown me away. That that's really interesting, and it, of course now it makes sense. But the other thing is, I was just going to say is, so with these two schedule drops that we've got, they're both of them for us. They're both home games, so we've got whether or not this is going to be the first or second time we play the Dolphins. I don't know, but I do. I pray. I'm going to guess and say it's the second one. I think it'll be the second one. I'm just hoping, Michael. We well, ha- well, we know that we know that the Bills game is the first Bills game. Yeah, I'm just and that we're gonna. We that, don't. That. Hope, no, go on. <laughs> that the second game is in Buffalo. The only question is, is it going to be Week 18? Ooh. Because everybody plays a division opponent Week 18. Oh yeah, you're right. And then if the Jets are traveling to Buffalo for the division in the snow, I don't care about the snow. Snow makes it real football. Hey, I love it too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but going on the road for a chance for the division. Imagine booking bookending Woo. the season with Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, man. That would be insane, especially if they do get punched in the mouth <laughs> on the first game. And then, and then they have to stew for 16 weeks yeah. before they play the Jets. Before the jet, they play the Jets again. Imagine that. That'll be on Prime. That'll get moved. <laughs> uh, uh, there is no. I don't think there's a Monday Night Football game Week 18. All right. Okay. That's but gonna... there is Sunday Night Football, and they can move it to Sunday Night. I'll tell you what really annoyed me last year when the schedule came out and then what happened happened was when we had New England, Buffalo, then New England again. I hate it when they do that with the schedule. You play a division rival so close together. I mean, you might as well just have them back to back. That's just, ah, I didn't like that at all. I really didn't like that. I'm not a fan of them doing that. So I hope that when the schedule comes out again, that um, we don't have a situation where we're playing a division rival one week, then not, and then back again. I really don't like that. Spread it out. I'm sure something could be done where they spread it out. Uh, it, it was just a fluke one time. It was just a fluke thing that happened last year. I don't know. I don't know. Remember, the Jets only have seven true road games this year out of eight because they don't really have to travel for one of them yeah so so it's essentially a home game even though it's going to be um a majority of giants fans so our away games this year are dallas new york which is a home game really so we we kind of win on that one we've got denver cleveland the raiders Obviously, the Bills, obviously, the Dolphins, and obviously, the Patriots. So, there are non-regular um, opponents away. Cleveland, not that far away. Broncos, West Coast. New York, home. And then Dallas. So, it's not... Dallas isn't too bad either. I suppose the furthest one is the Broncos. We never seem to play well, although I know that we did last year. But so that, would, that would be a game... That could be a potential banana skin. They're not playing. I thought they were playing in 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 uh, 
in Las Vegas. I'll beg your pardon, Vegas as well. Sorry, there's two West Coast. Because I because I because I knew there was two t- there was two road games outside of the Eastern time zone and everything else. That, every every game but the Raiders and the Broncos game yeah. are in the Eastern time zone. That's it. I, I wanted to go to that Raiders game. Uh, the stadium is just amazing. I am very, very envious of the Raiders fans. <laughs> what a stadium that looks like. I know the tickets are absolutely insanely um, pricey, but I still wanted to go. But um, we moved house um just over a year ago and we're still fixing it up so money is a, a little bit in short supply at the moment so that's going to have to get put off for another time but it, getting back to that Broncos game we've got the Broncos and they've got Sean Payton on paper you think mm, we should handle the Broncos fairly easily but it's Sean Payton and we know what Sean Payton's about Dallas will be a good game I'm really looking forward to Dallas uh, our home opponents are Washington Commanders. Still can't get used to calling them that, but that's what they are. Philadelphia Eagles, Atlanta Falcons, San Diego Chargers. That's going to be a good game as well. Uh, Kansas City. That's going to be amazing. Texans, Buffalo Bills, of course. Dolphins, of course, and Patriots, of course. Going back to our away game, we've got Deshaun Watson as well. That's uh, going to be an interesting game. But uh, out of our home opponents, out, so we've got the Commanders, Eagles, Falcons, Chargers, KC and Texans. Out of those uh, six, who, who, would you, who would you want the most? Who are you looking forward to the most out of those? Kansas City. Got to be, isn't it? Has to be. Has to be. So, if we've got game two, we've got game one, we've got the Bills. Game two, I don't know if we're going to be home or away. If we've got another home game, who would you want game two? So got... uh, personally or, or personally. to be right on my prediction? <laughs> Both then. Both. <laughs> Are they different? But uh, no, I'm, al- I'm already 0-2. I'm already 0-2 on my schedule prediction and I'm fully expecting to be 0-17. Actually, 0 for 18 because I also predicted the buy, and I expect that to be wrong. <laughs> uh, but um, but uh, when it comes to week two, uh, I I don't I don't have any clue on who to want to play because anybody can win any given week, so it doesn't matter who they play and when. Yeah. For me, it's just I, 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 bring it every week because now the Jets are in the playoff conversation and they're in the Super Bowl conversation. So just go out there, execute the game plan, and win as many games as you can. It's sure. all that matters to me. I don't care who they play and when. The only, the only really, the only one that disappointed me. Well, week one disappointed me a little bit, but the one that disappointed me the most was. I wanted the Jets to be playing the 4.30 game on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Well, for you, it would have been 9.30, but for the for the 4.30 game is Dallas. Yeah. That's, that, that was, that, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, game to, I'll tell you what it is. It's, um, I've, I've alluded to it with the Bills. They're going to be a tough opponent. I'd much prefer to play tough opponents at the beginning of the season 
when hopefully you're not as banged up. But again, this works both ways because you can you can face tough opponents and they might be in worse shape come week 10, week 11 or what have you than you are. But I, I, I am an advocate of playing stronger teams at the beginning of the schedule rather than the end of the schedule. So for me, game two, I would either like the Eagles or the Chiefs. Preferably, I would prefer the Eagles um, game two. Um, don't know, I feel it in the waters that it might be the Eagles, but probably wrong. But um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So what do you reckon our prediction? Putting you on the spot, Michael, what do you reckon our final record is going to be come the end of the season? Um... Final record at the end of the season? End of the season. Uh, uh, 12, and, uh, 12, 12 and 8. 12 and 8. I would go 11 and 7. <laughs> You're, you think they're going to lose the first playoff game? Because you said the end of the season, so I said 12 and 8 because I think they're going to win the wild card round and lose in the divisional round. Right. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with so you. So I have them finishing the regular season 11 and 6 and going 1 and 1 in the playoffs. So I have them 12 and. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 12 and 7, not 12 and 8, because 12 and 8 would be the AFC title game. Because they're not getting the number one seed. No. I, I do think we make the playoffs. And I, no, I think the Jets are going to win the division. You, you do. Right. I think we go. To but I don't think they're going to win it outright. They're going to finish in a tie, and it's going to go to a tiebreaker. Oh, really? Don't know which tiebreaker, but it's going to go to either the head-to-head tiebreaker or the division record tiebreaker. What's the first tiebreaker? Head-to-head. Head-to-head. Right. Okay. That's and good. then the next one is the, the win-loss record in the division. Okay. Well, it's going to be an interesting season. We've got Aaron Rodgers. We've and got... the last one is a coin toss, but it never gets that far for, for the play, the playoff teams. It only usually gets that far for the draft teams because there's a lot more teams involved in ties. Right. It's going to be an interesting season. I'm looking forward to it. I am fired up. We're, got, we're just about to go into the wilderness for football now, aren't we? It's uh, Once the schedule's released, we've got a, a bit of a wait until uh, training camp. Then training camp kicks in, and then we've got preseason, and then we get going. But it's all going to go a bit radio silent, so we're going to get football starved in the next uh, couple of weeks. For sure. Oh, you've got, you've got, you've got football to replace football. This is true. It's coming to the end of our season as well. I'm a Newcastle United fan. Uh, we're flying high, so we're doing really well. I've got a couple more home games to go to. Where, where, where are, where are they on the table? We are currently third in the table, so. We're going to get Champions League football touchwood next year. So, do you follow any uh, Premiership? Wait, teams? I, I thought I thought it was the top two in the Champions League, and the next three were the UEFA Cup. No, no, it's the top four. It's the top oh, it's the top two. four. Okay. Yeah, top four go to the uh, Champions League, and then it's... and then the next three go to the UEFA. It depends. Usually, it's um the top six. Um, so the next two go to the Europa League. Right. The but sometimes um, there is an extra spot opens up because, for example, if someone wins a cup game like the League Cup or the Charity Shield or something like that, 
that's automatically um, a European spot. So say, for example, Liverpool win the, the Charity Shield or Manchester United win the Charity Shield, you'd automatically go into Europe. But if they're going to finish in the top six, then that spot opens up another one down. So it won't be six, it'll be seven spots. So it's going to be interesting. So we haven't been in Europe for donkey's years. I think it's 12 years. So we're crossing over on sports now, but I'm looking forward to it. And there are our other sports, but my primary sport is um, the Jets. So it's going to be a nightmare um, waiting for training camp to get started. So. Michael, it's been an absolute blast having you on. I want to go on to your show one of these days and uh, we'll catch up then. Yeah. Absolute blast having you on. It's a, a pleasure having you on. And uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Where can where can people find you on social media? And tell us a bit, please, about your podcast. Uh, well, um, the, Jet, the Jet of Bleeding Green podcast can be found on all the podcast platforms. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter at J-U-B-G podcast. And, and you can also find my writing on, um, why can't I remember the site now off the top of my head? Newsbreak. Newsbreak. That's the one. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Michael. And hopefully we'll, um, have you back on when we've got a few W's under our belt and we can, uh, chew the fat over that. Yeah. Hopefully, definitely. I, I've, I've got a feeling it's going to be a competitive season for once for the Jets, in, in ter- especially in terms of the AFC East. Oh, my God. Let's hope so. Thanks very much, brother. And Thank good you. talking to you. And as always, go Jets.